0: All right, you are now tuned in to the follow-through with Clips and Drew, the True Players podcast. On this episode, James Harden is hotter than fish grease. This guy is breaking NBA records, people. Tony Parker returns to San Antonio for possibly the last time. The fans show him a bunch of love. We talk about his career and where he might stand all time. Iman Shumpert and Yusuf Nurkic get into a little tussle. You gotta hear about what happened in the locker room. And also, you gotta hear about how Yusuf Nurkic was discovered by an agent in Bosnia. This story is crazy, people. Drew comes up with a way to get rid of tanking by NBA teams. It's a great idea. It's the follow through with Clipson, Drew What up, podcast world? What's up, everybody? You are now tuned in to the Follow Through with Clips and Drew, the True Players Podcast, episode sixty. Drew, yeah, man, is this like um, is this something like? Is this do we have any kind of
2: fifty fifty? If you're, if you're talking about like
0: anniversary, yes, anniversary.
2: Fifties, fifty is the bigger one. Sixty, that's got to be something, but it goes like fifty seventy five. I think it's uh, a foil,
0: like aluminum foil. No, because we're up
2: there. We're up there. Okay. The the foil and and all that stuff that happens in the in the early stages. Okay, but I
0: think it's a milestone.
2: We though, we Drew. I, we qualify for AARP. Yes, we do in <laughs> 60, podcast episodes. We
0: do. In the podcast world, we do. Yeah, that's right. So episode sixty, Drew. We've been lacking on our players that we pick for the podcast. I'm really interested to see if we actually have somebody sixty. Yeah, no sixty is a good number. People have worn it,
2: which okay. is which is the good news. the The bad news is that they're not necessarily. High profile. <laughs> okay. So right now, actually, on the, on the Celtics, there's a guy named Jonathan Gibson. Okay. Who wears number 60. He's the only active player in the NBA to wear number 60 right now. And then it, there's, a, there's a decent gap okay. from, from now <laughs> until 1949. Oh, shut the fuck up. It goes all the way back? To the Indianapolis Jets. <laughs> which I didn't know ever existed.
0: Never heard of the Jets as a basketball team. Yeah,
2: they were so bad that they decided to pack it up and move to New York and and turn it into a football team. I think that's what happened. Oh, my God. Uh, this is an interesting thing, because mm-hmm. in 1949, there was two players for the Indianapolis Jets that wore the number 60. So there must have been a trade. How does that work? I don't know, but Walt Kirk, okay. Big which, Walt. Uh, which is a great sign of the times there. Big Walt, Walt Kirk, Kirk. For the 1949 Jets uh and Dick Weir Dick Weir one of my favorites uh both again war number 60 in the 1949 Indianapolis Jets Is
0: there any photos of these guys is if Dick Weir yeah. has a photo this is so his episode
2: I would love to take the time out to to look I okay. haven't I didn't look at the photo I will uh but redemption is always in the form of who was drafted 60th okay. overall there's quite a few In 2016 tyrone wallace
0: ty wallace
2: my guy was drafted 60th overall clipper out of, nation out of cal and he was actually drafted by the jazz uh which i didn't know that okay um and then he must have bounced around the g league and and, and landed nicely i like Ty. ty's turned
0: into actually a really good basketball player i wasn't sold on him last season um a couple of our friends at the gym uh, really liked him a lot and i didn't see it and he's actually turned his game around a lot it's he's been an intricate part of our team right he's now He's a really good athlete he he seems to know
2: his limitations offensively he doesn't try to do too much but he's very good at getting to the rack and he's good at finishing around the rim and doc's uh, giving
0: him minutes right now
2: and he's yeah he's a good athlete good defender but uh 2012 mm-hmm. robert sacre sacre gonzaga your
0: boy laker los Angel- legend
2: los angeles laker baby that's where he made his money. Yo, those uh, were the dump
0: days of the Lakers, though. Remember that? What was that? It was like three years ago. 2012 was when he
2: was drafted. And that's the back end of, of kind of the glory days almost. We still had Powell and Lamar and Kobe. And- Sakurai played with them? Yeah. Yes. He was on, he was okay. on teams with, with Powell and Lamar and them. Uh, but, yeah, he caught the, he got the better end of the, shitty, the <laughs> shitty years after Kobe went down with injury. And, you know, we traded Powell and Lamar was out and all that stuff. So he was a part of that. Obviously, Isaiah Thomas. Oh, shit. Number 60, 2011 Sacramento Kings. Wait, so, is
0: 60 at the last pick in the draft?
2: It is now. Uh huh. So, before they had several iterations of the draft as the NBA has grown and expanded, they had multiple rounds. Obviously, because there was a, a limit to the number of teams that were in the league, sometimes you needed more and more rounds for each team to gather more talent. But I believe it's been two rounds since like the early 80s, mid 80s, if my memory serves. Uh, but yeah, Isaiah Thomas, 60th pick for the 2011 draft in interesting. Sacramento Kings. And My, then, how things have changed for IT. And then it gets interesting. Okay. Again, Ooh, I, I, was able, I was able to find some gems. I'm excited. Drew. 1986. Okay. Portland Trailblazers. 86 Trailblazers. 60th pick overall. Drazen I was Pet- going to
0: say Drazen. Seriously?
2: Drazen Petrovic. Oh, fuck. That makes me really excited. So he was the one, and then there's another. We have one more. Better than Drazen? Possibly. Okay, say it, bro. 1978. Okay. Lakers. Lakers, 78. 60th overall pick, Michael Cooper. Coop! Yes, sir. Oh, this is going to be tough. So, really, the decision, I think, it's a three-way decision here. We have Isaiah Thomas. No, we have Dick Weir first. Well, Dick four. Then we have four. Mm -hmm. We have four on the table here. Multiple choice. Okay. Dick Weir, Uh obviously. Legend, Dick Weir. Uh Uh, Isaiah Thomas. Okay. Drazen Petrovic oh. and Michael Cooper. I think
0: you know my pick. You I love mean, Drazen. I, we, I've we i spoken at length about Drazen on this podcast. Mm, I think mm. he was the man. He was so fucking good. Uh, the 30 for 30 you got to watch on that whole team. Yeah. I mean, he was giving buckets to everybody. Yeah. And he died too early. Car crash. Um, That was actually really, really sad. And a lot of the Young Bucks, if you're listening right now and never heard that name, like you have to Google, you have to YouTube, you have to watch this guy. Yeah, he was a very very Michael good Cooper's going to take a backseat to him for me. I like that. Well, because a, he, okay. he so, liked to bang bang prostitutes too. Well, uh, well, he
2: liked a lot of the. Pro- he liked that was a different era. We'll just say that. I mean, not he he was involved. Worthy's been been down that. How many path.
0: threesomes did Cooper, Worthy, and Jerry Buss have? Yeah, that, that's what I want to know.
2: Yeah, Magic. We magic know, was. We the know intro- Magic was definitely a part of those. <laughs> because his numbers you know his numbers do the talking magic johnson but i'm i'm cool with that i love coop uh my dad actually played against michael cooper fun little story mm. uh my dad played ball for cal state fullerton and my dad loves to tell the story about how he was he was a point guard and at the time he was a, a bigger point guard 6-4 your pops so my dad
0: mm-hmm. papa drew
2: yes sir papa papa miller And in the 70s, you know, six, four point guards were kind of rare. You had a lot of the John Stockton kind of guys that were, you know, six footers, really good ball handlers. And he loves to tell the story that there was only two guys ever. To actually steal the ball off of my dad off the dribble
0: is this a is this a dad story or is this a real story?
2: I I you know the facts have not been verified. <laughs> uh, you know I wasn't there.
0: Wait, he said only two people ever stole the ball from him. Yeah, and
2: I believe that. Okay, I, I can tell you what. Like he, when it comes to like he wasn't he wasn't Pete Maravich. Right. My father was very very drilled. Like he keeps he oh, keeps fundamental. He's
0: a fundamental dude. He
2: kept the arm bar oh. up and he had he he dribbled low. <laughs> You know, he would do occasional between the legs, he right. said, but never around the back. Do you didn't like, want to be too flashy. No, couldn't. Couldn't right. be too flashy. Right. Not in that era. Um, he had a very strict a collegiate coach that would have ripped him as soon as he tried to go behind the back. Can anyway, you believe
0: that? Isn't that crazy how the game's changed, though, when you think unbelief- about that? Yeah, crazy. Like, coaches got mad that you went around the back or in between Even the legs? if you
2: were successful with right. that, they still got mad at you and pulled That's you from the wild. game. So, anyway, uh, in that game, my dad was bringing the ball up. And Coop was able to read it. And, you know, Michael Cooper got crazy long arms. Yeah. So he picked him and then went down and yammed it. And and my dad has never forgotten that. Uh, Coop so with the
0: cookies, right? There. I,
2: I guess because of that, uh, fuck you, Michael Cooper. <laughs> and let's go with Drazen <laughs> Let's go Petra- with and pets. It's a Drazen episode, baby. Let's do that. That makes me so hyped. Good research, Drew. Yeah, man, that's great. research. Came through in the clutch again. If we, you do, bro. You are. That was. You, I was again very nervous about number sixty. Don't be nervous, bro. You always come through. If something seems to be clicking every time. But the, here's the problem: the draft runs out really, and especially in recent terms, mm-hmm. sixty is the last pick. It is so in sixty-one. A lot of the years. We're, we're, we're going to have to circle into some new categories here. I'm interested to see what I can find. Yeah,
0: maybe some of the listeners, if they have any ideas, like let yeah. us know. Shoot them to us. Yeah. So if it's not Dick Weir, it's going to be Draws and Petrovic. We're I think it's safe to say it's the drazen (laughs) petrovic episode pending if google can't find a picture for us but
2: i don't even know if 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 they took team pictures uh, there
0: has to be a photograph yeah we're gonna dig There's, there's something there's something all right nba news that's what we do Drew we are an NBA podcast Is that right Yeah the hottest news in the in you know in basketball right now is James mm-hmm. Harden We talk about him every episode Especially I don't Especially recently I mean he and he yeah. deserves the accolades he deserves the attention he's doing something crazy He is on a tear Drew mm. 17 games of 30 plus points or more Yeah Just beat Kobe out 16 yep. six, Kobe was at 16 That was the NBA record This dude drops 57 9 and 2 the other night Wow The Rockets now are 25 and 18 they're in the 4th place. Yeah. We were literally two podcasts ago talking about they might not make the fucking playoffs.
2: Yeah. It might have been more than 2, but well, that's, two that's, or three. That's, that's We've that's been ta- fair.
0: We've been It's we, been a crazy t- transition. We've been that. documenting Houston the, the whole season. The whole season, yeah. Um and they're an interesting team. Yeah. Uh and Harden is going Going off right now, yeah. And I I want to say something to everybody because mm. I've done the due diligence. Oh my, I have. I've taken time. I've taken hours, actually. Not just the diligence, the the due diligence. The due diligence. Yes, sir. That was the word that yeah, I've that I chose word. to use this it's week. A great word. Can I spell it? Probably not. No, I think it's two words. Is it? No, due- I don't know. Actually, I don't, I don't know either. I'm just fucking with you. Well, let me do my due diligence. Sorry, joke. go go right ahead. So, anyways, I did this. I did. I took 14 clips. Of the James Harden step back. Cause this is all anybody wants to talk to us about now. Mm. And, and a lot of people are saying, oh, he's ruining the game. Oh, yeah, because he goes to the free throw line. Yeah, he's, it's a travel. And we, we have discussed that it's a travel. Okay. I have done exclusive research on what now is classified as an NBA travel. And I took 14 clips mm. of the James Harden move. Yeah. And 100% there wasn't one that was a travel. There wasn't one based on based on the way that
2: the NBA is calling is calling
0: it, and well, yeah, because this gather step,
2: right? Because you know that in nineteen ninety seven, that would be called a travel.
0: I, I think so. Yes. Okay. I think so. Yes. But, but the game the has introduction
2: evolved. of the gather step is where you're coming from. Like the introduction of the gather step as a rule, essentially is is allowing him to do this move in I, your eyes.
0: No, I know for I I know for a fact. Like, and I've called it out. I've said it's a travel the whole time, but. I had to take a look because you know we have friends. We have friends in the NBA mm. that we that that we talk to and discuss certain things with, um, and those friends had told me to take a look at tape, look at the rule, um, and to I, I, it's not a travel if done properly and perfect, and the timing is perfect. Mm. Now I've also spoken to people that have trained James Harden, and this is something that this dude works on religiously. The timing, the, f- it's all about where your feet land when you grab the ball. When you pull the ball and where your, your, your pivot foot is and where you take that next step at. Okay. It's all, uh, calculated. And if you see the crazy thing about James Harden is not only does he have probably the perfect NBA body, shooting guard body, and I don't even want to call him a fucking shooting He's guard. He's just a guard. You're a, pl- you're a yeah. player. He's a guard. You're yeah. just a baller. Yeah. Um, he has a perfect NBA body and on these step backs that he does, everything is perfect. You know mm. what I mean? Symmetrical. Oh no, he's
2: he's very squared up mm-hmm. and, and all that, which is, I mean, I uh, probably uh, the fundamentals to his success. But I I want to I want to slow you down okay. because slow me down. Yeah, I know you looked at fourteen clips. Uh, of those fourteen clips, was one of them. The, the egregious double step back?
0: No, wasn't that one. So that one we can agree was a travel. Definitely. That was a miscarriage. That's blatant. We okay. all know this. All right. All I'm right. not saying that wasn't... All right. Because that that's,
2: a... that's what, it's kind of what it was sounding like a little bit there. That he, had, he never travels in that But mode. he
0: does this move... Let's say he okay. does this move three or four or five times a night. A quarter.
2: A, a quarter. yeah candy. He does it all, all the fucking time.
0: And we said it on the last podcast, guys. It's just let's stop being nostalgic. Let's stop wanting the eighties to come back. Cause they're never coming back. Let's stop the nine, you know, uh hand checking has been gone for 15 years. This is the NBA mm. now. Mm-hmm. And it's obvious that this is how they're refing it. So we can't hate on a dude who uh, quoting myself in the last podcast, who is finessing the game. Like he has figured it out yeah. that if he can pull this move off correctly, he yeah. won't get called for a travel. Do I think that it needs to be brought up in the summer of maybe take even, a look, take a look at this rule. From what I've heard, it, it it's been brought up. I would imagine, and um, they've discussed it. Now, when Curry did it the other night, I thought it was really close. Looks looks pretty similar. But I read the report, and it's like I read the, I read the NBA report, and like he was kind of right. I think Steph was really close. Okay, and we're gonna be in big time trouble. The NBA is gonna be in big time trouble if Steph can get this shit off. You know what I mean. The only he doesn't even really need it. He doesn't. He's so good at he
2: what he does, and I, you know, I think you're absolutely right. Though, if that's something that he can and that he can start to develop, mm-hmm. uh, at you know, at the same rate that James is, yes, the league is very much in trouble. And
0: it's harder for him though a little bit because he's smaller. He you know needs that
2: extra. Right. He, he needs the space. So when you look at him, I, you know, that's definitely a move that if he can get, it would make sense for it to put him in, put it in his arsenal. Right.
0: And if the refs are gonna, like, it's obvious this is how referees are ref in yeah. the game. If you can get to the free throw line, right. dude, then get to the free throw line. So I have something
2: to say about okay. the whole idea of this new move kind of uh phase here when when we look at Luka Doncic Mm -hmm. you have to look at his step back Mm -hmm. as one of the most effective and efficient step backs in the NBA and his is textbook there is no additional gather step there's no sideways leap there it's and he is getting it off in guys's like guys are in his face and he's just like bang have some of that and so this is what I what I look to when i when i look at both of those step backs i look at at luca and his effectiveness and go what's wrong with that to where james harden can get away with what he's getting away with in my mind it still is a travel i understand that the, the nba has has started to make an adjustment for this because you know technically if you look if you slow it down it seems like james harden may be following that gather step kind of a rule but when you look at the effectiveness that lucas having with his step back there's no reason why in my mind, that they should allow for this gather step to be a part of the game.
0: Okay. To to what you're saying, I think that's a great mm-hmm, point because mm-hmm. Lucas is lethal, and it is textbook. He sells it on the jab. Yep. Say, and it's a normal space, step back. 100%. Yeah. Create space. To what you're saying, though, let's talk about this. Let's talk about Pistol Pete Maravich. Okay. Let's talk about Tim Hardaway, and then let's talk about Allen Iverson. The evolution the of a crossover dribble. Okay. okay? Yeah. Uh, Tim Hardaway's was the, the UTEP two step. Right. Which was in and out. Yep. Cross. Mm-hmm. Pistol Pete had the first like crossover that they would call it a crossover. Right. The, the right to left. Yep. And then AI comes around and the game's different now. Now we're getting into the, now we're getting into the late 90s. We're getting into 1996, the 97. Yeah. We haven't seen this yet. We've seen point guards like Stefan and God Sham God and like a couple of these other guys that are coming up with their own moves that we really don't know exactly what they're doing mm-hmm. and ai's crossover if you wanted to you know if you're basing it on a tim hardaway crossover or or how the nba was refing them at that time was a carry it's that- still a carry now
2: <laughs> okay alan iverson's crossover has been pretty much removed from the league because they're not allowing that anymore he used to get his head was below the ball right and he would bring it up and to he would ear. bring it way up and then carry that thing all the way through and and it seems to me that the NBA has made that correction. Mm-hmm. And I think eventually when it comes to this step back nonsense, I think that same correction is going to be finding its way back.
0: I think the, to cor- the I think the correction would have happened if it was a, di- if it was a Ty Wallace, like we were talking about earlier, mm. that was doing, that started doing this move. Yeah. Uh, I think that would have been corrected early, but then when it's a guy like James Harden, who is one of the faces of the NBA, the top five players in the, NBA, the beard of the NBA, the beard of the NBA, yes, the beard uh, on the face of the, NBA. you know, he, I, I'm just saying like, we we have to go with the times, people, and we cannot be nostalgic like we're never gonna get the hand check back. You know, the game's never gonna be as physical as it used to be. Um this is how the game's being played now, and it's obvious. Like the NBA wants to see people scoring fifty points a game. We wanna see Golden State Warriors the other night getting fifty one points in the right. first quarter. I wanna let's talk about them really fast. Sure. I, I what
2: before we, okay. we before we jump there, it's a nice segue, but before we jump there, I think how that correction, going back to that correction idea, how that starts is when someone like Steph tries to emulate it and then gets called for it, that's how the correction starts. You're absolutely right. Ty Wallace is never going to get that kind of attention uh, when he gets called for a travel. but. The league and and NBA community made a big deal out of we Steph did. them not allowing Steph to get off that move, and so I think at, if it continues to happen at that rate, where Steph is trying this, and then you end up with Kevin Durant trying this, LeBron James, heaven forbid, tries this, and and if they all start getting called for it, you're going to see a backlash, and that's how the correction starts. I think they're either going to have to accept this and allow for some um some kind of grace period for the for the other stars in the league to get a grasp on this. Or there is going to be some backlash when they're getting called for travels and James isn't. True. So but to the point that you were making about Steph and the Warriors, they absolutely set the record.
0: Fifty one points? Bro. What
2: a game, first of all. I, I I didn't get to watch all of it. I didn't watch the fourth quarter because it was just a, it was a massacre. Right. Uh but I did watch the first two quarters and that was a statement game. That was the Warriors going, uh yeah, we have Boogie Cousins coming back later this week, but Ugh. but hold on a second. Have one of these. Denver Nuggets, best team in the West. Okay, sure. Let's go into Denver, and let's just, let's just shoot like 95% from right. the first quarter. And, and Durant didn't miss his first shot until well into the second quarter of that game. Do you know how many free throws they got or no? The, there was like barely any. In, first in that first quarter? quarter, there was barely any. It was just buckets? They were lights out. Right. Like I'm saying, Durant had – I think Durant had 20 in the first quarter. Steph had 18.
0: That's why I'm not sold on Denver, though. And we, got, we, have, we have one of our followers is a big-time Denver Nugget fan. Well, and. good for him. It's a ride the wave, brother. No, he was. I, awesome. I think he's. He think he's been. A he's got to be. He's got to. No, I don't mean that. I just mm. mean
2: enjoy this time while you yes. have it, because it's that's a that's a telltale sign that they're not even. close. I'm not sold on them. They're yet. not even close to how good the Warriors are.
0: I totally and I, I don't see and we said this on the last podcast. Like I just think they're a couple pieces away and getting your ass whooped like that. And obviously, it's the Warriors. It didn't happen against Brooklyn or anybody like that. you right. know, which could have been a fluke you know what i'm saying it's the fucking warriors and they might see each other in, in the playoffs yeah they might and i'm not and i'm not sold on denver
2: yeah i will say that jokic showed well uh the rest of the team there isn't really this is why the warriors are so great as good as defense as you could have possibly played against that warrior team that night they were gonna yeah, score fifty one. They were gonna score fifty one points in the first quarter. On, they were dude. gonna sc- they were on track to score two hundred points right. in that game. And then in the second quarter everything slowed down. They only ended up with like eighty points at halftime. Can
0: you imagine?
2: I mean, if anybody gets
0: two hundred points in a game, it's these motherfuckers. Like, we're Jesus. getting up there. It's we're, close. Uh, the 157,
2: 160. The, the Sixers scored what was it, one hundred and forty six <laughs> points the other night? Like Hey, go triple OT in a Golden State game and that, that shit could happen. We might bro. be yeah, might be brushing up against the two hundred mark, which is why <laughs> The league needs to make a correction. <laughs> I got. I, I'm going to pose a question. Okay, to you. pose me one. This is. This is going to be. Brief. I love questions. This is brief. Do you want
0: the hand check to come back? No, you don't. No, I mean, I think it'd be interesting. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be really interesting. You know, these guys they are are able now to have so much space and so much freedom. And basically, like, if you can go to the rack, most likely you're going to get a foul. Yep. Now, when Joe Dumars would check Jordan. You can have two hands on his back. Derek Harper could put two hands on Jordan's back. It was so hard to score a bucket back in the day. Um, and, and Jordan was
2: the amazing, best. He the, was best the best at it. He True, was the best.
0: I think it'd be interesting. I think it'd be great to see. Like, yeah. would would Steph Curry be as great as he is? Would LeBron be as? I think LeBron being with his LeBron's size, very and whatnot, physical, right? So, he, but I
2: think that's a good point, though. Steph Steph Curry mm-hmm. is definitely a beneficiary of the no. Hand check. Rule. 100%. Uh, James Harden, obviously, on that
0: list as well. Even watching Gallo. Watching Gallinari play every night. And yeah. Gallo's been, and I don't mean to jump from, I'm not saying James Harden and Michael Jordan are like Gallo, but I get to watch Gallo. And Gallo is so good at shooting and, you know, he creating his own shot and stuff like this, but he gets so much space and he gets mm-hmm. so much time. I yeah. think the more physical point guards that would, like, like having Patrick Beverly yes. on Steph Curry with a hand check, I I don't think it's the same Steph Curry, and you can be people can get mad at me for saying that, right. but am I right?
2: No, I think I think on some level you are, mm-hmm. and I you know I hesitate to say that that Steph wouldn't be able to to do what Steph does, right. but it definitely would change everything that he's about. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing, like I I kind of want to see the hand check come back in the league. It's just not. I, I get that it, that that ship has sailed. It's not going to happen. Uh, I would love for teams to be able to, to play a little bit tougher defense. What if um, they did a
0: hand check like they do like illegal defense? Like you got you get four seconds or something like that to have your hand on. <laughs> you get
2: 0. 0.5 seconds to have your hand on. Oh, I don't back. know. Like Maybe no, that would be kind of cool. There's something there. But when it comes to it, that, that part of the game has been eradicated for right. so long. Uh, what you would end up having would be ridiculous amount of technical fouls on guys complaining that they've been fouled without a call, <laughs> right. so you would have guys fouling or you know getting ejected out of the game in the in the second quarter left and right because they would be complaining that right. that, that was a foul, right? And then and then eventually yelling. So it's just a thought that I had across my mind. It'd be interesting I think, because when it comes to the evolution of the game, there's no slowing this down. Ten years from now. What are we going to be averaging as as far as points? Are, are, is is the court going to have to change? Is the parameters of the court going to have? Is the rim height going to have to change? It, are they going to have to look at whether or not defense is even fucking liable anymore? Like, I are don't, there going to be referees? Right? Is it going to be controlled from mm-hmm. like some robotic hovercraft thing that has a whistle attached to it <laughs> that you just push a button and it blows a <laughs> right. whistle? That's so it's just interesting because as you know, we're, we're talking a little bit about the evolution of the game and and it, and it's kind of it, the pendulum has swung. Back to the ABA days, mm-hmm. right? Where, where teams were averaging 130, 140 points a game. I don't think it was from free throws, Drew. It wasn't. Was it from was from, from shooting scoring.
0: 200 times a game. And, and then just the lightning. And that's where we're going. And players could shoot, though. Like, back in the day, in the 60s and 70s, even in street ball, like, if you didn't shoot 80%, shoot 80%. I'm not saying from three. This is even before the three. The jumper was the the main fucking source of scoring points. Yeah. And dudes could score points. Right.
2: I, I think it's a little different. I mean, like now the there's the most threes being made in the history of the league every year, every year, 100%. every year. There's there's more and more threes. I mean, just look at Brooke Lopez. Right, the guy goes from his first seven years of his life in the NBA as a dominant big man, mm-hmm. kind of the one of the last post up. Give me the ball, I'm gonna score twenty five, and I'm gonna get twelve rebounds in this league. Facts. For Brooklyn, for his whole career, and then three years later, whatever it is, maybe four years later, he's now the the
0: leading three point shooter on the fucking Milwaukee Bucks. Get the fuck look, out of here! Look at Kevin Love. Yeah, the whole big, the big man is going to be obsolete because the big man is going to be your point guard. Right, you everyone's going to be big. Right, that's the, the thing. The, everyone's going to be the back to the basket game is over. Right, the David Robinsons, the Akeem Elijah ones, the Patrick Ewings, the Shaquille O'Neal's, the Arvidas Sabonis's, that shit's over. You know what I mean? Now right. you're now your seven footer, like Giannis and like Dirk, are shooting three pointers. And if you and we've said this so many times, and I hate reiterating it, but if you can't shoot threes in the NBA, if you're not shooting forty percent as a team, thirty eight percent as a team, you're not fucking winning basketball games.
2: Right, you're not gonna be winning for long. No, either way. But uh, when it comes to that to that Nuggets Warriors game, the last thing I want to touch on is um, something that I saw brought up after the fact: Jokic is a, is a great player. All-star. Absolutely an all-star. Mm-hmm. Absolutely in contention for first team all NBA in mm-hmm. my opinion. Uh had his way with the Warriors. And the reason I'm bringing this up Ooh. is because I saw today that that Robin Lopez is a potential buyout candidate to go to the Warriors. And of course, like why not? And th- so they're not only are they on the verge of bringing back DeMarcus Cousins here in 2 days. Uh, but they're also looking at you. Heard that though. That.
0: Yes. Would the Bucks even do that? Would that even? No, 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 Buc-
2: no. Sorry. Uh, uh Robin, not Brook. Okay. Robin. Okay, Robin Lopez, okay. not Brook Lopez. I know. It's it, who? Who are we talking? The okay. one with the fro. Um, and and I guess I guess the uh the, tea time. The, time, tea time yeah, Lopez. That's, that's, that's what we're talking tea about, time right? Lopez. And I guess the Bulls are are fighting against that buyout, and they don't want him to go to the Warriors, which is cool. But I think that's an interesting idea because. Draymond was getting toyed with by by Jokic. And if it does come into a playoff uh kind of setting where they're in a seven game series and you're looking at Draymond being the guy guarding Jokic, nope. Jokic is going to score 45 points.
0: And you know they th- you know Kerr's thinking about that too. You're right, bro. Absolutely. You're 100% right. They need a big man. Yeah. You know who else needs a big man, bro? The Clippers. Is that right? Well, th- I think- ha- you have a, you have <clears throat> the biggest man on your team. We do, but I'm saying like we are getting outmatched. Like we don't have great centers. Gortat and Bobon are, are they're fun. You Trez. Know what I mean? Trez is in the center. I mean, he, he he plays the center. He's too little though, and he knows this. Mm. We need a guy like that to take up some space. Gortat all he really does is sets good picks. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think that's valuable. Like that's good. He's starting to feel it. I think Gortat's really starting to enter the, the twilight zone uh, <laughs> yeah. of his career. Um I didn't mean to get off the Warriors really fast because we have to say that Boogie is coming back Friday. He will be playing against against, lo- the against the Clippers. And I'm I think the whole NBA, myself and you included, um, are excited. Like we want to see how he fits in the system. And I think the first game is going to be different than the seventh game that he plays. I think there's gonna be a lot of hype around it. I think Boogie's gonna get the rock a lot. I think Boogie and Trez playing against each other is gonna be interesting. And I think we all want to see like the pace that Boogie's at. Um I think he'll be on a minutes restriction. What do you think? Like fifteen?
2: Yeah, just just to start, just get him get his feet wet a little bit. You know, I know that he's been playing with the the G League squad mm-hmm. here and there. He's been he's been practicing for over a month at this
0: point. How's he playing though? Have you seen? I haven't even seen his numbers or anything. I like that.
2: you know I don't I I didn't pay attention to okay. that uh, because the G League is the G League. Yeah, like, but
0: we we would have seen highlights like if boogie was if killing, he was if he was dominating. I right. would
2: have made you know would have made some Instagrams some right. Some ESPN. And we ain't seen that. I haven't seen any of that except for his dunk on Kevin Durant when, like, when he was like in, in jeans. <laughs> I, I do think that he'll be on a minutes restriction. I do think that he'll probably come off the bench. Of course. I don't think that they'll start him. I am very intrigued. This is a storyline that we've all been waiting to see. And I think, as I mentioned a couple podcasts ago, I think he's going to fit right in. I think they're going to slide him into that starting lineup, like you're saying, maybe five to seven games down the road, if his if his lungs are good and and all the you know his, his ankle Achilles all looks good, and then who knows what? I I think I went as far as to say that we could see another twenty game run, and I, I still truly if, he, if he's if he is at the level where I'm hoping he's at, just just because I love I actually really like DeMarcus.
0: I've Cousin. always liked him.
2: Yeah, I I know some people are fifty fifty on him um because of his attitude and all that stuff but as far as like his level of talent he's a tremendous basketball player and he's fucking hilarious also like he's very funny so even if he's at that level that i'm hoping that he's at i can i can really see the warriors running off five all-stars 20 to 20
0: to 25 wins in a row that's five all-stars like what the fuck it can't be bad right can't be bad it can't be anything can be better than draymond right now you know what Draymond I mean? Draymond can't wait for Demarcus to come back. In I, that I game, bet. in that game, they were leave like literally leaving Draymond wide open, and Draymond hit a three. Did he hit one? Yeah, he hit one. Well, that's important. And he he started talking like, you know what I mean? Oh, like I bet come he out did. and guard me. Come out and Ridiculous. guard. me. Ridiculous.
2: Draymond had four points in that game. By was that was he, it, had, he had four points? Was still. it a
0: three? Did he shoot a three that game? Maybe it was the game before.
2: He was one for five. Okay. Was it 1-3? It was 1-3. So
0: that was his only fucking shot, and this dude was talking shit. And to, and to be honest with you, dude. He uh, had 13 assists. He had 13 Okay, assists. that's dope. That's yeah. great. Yeah. He went at Zach Zarba that night, too. Zach Zarba gave him a te- That's a referee, guys. I know. Was it was like in the first quarter. And he chased him down. I'm surprised I he thought did he got not get- I thought he was going to get ejected. He should have. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure when the league looks at like what Draymond yeah. did, he should have been kicked out. Yeah.
2: Um, in in his defense, uh, the play that that he blew up on mm-hmm. was absolutely not a foul on him. Okay, I get it. That was part of the Jokic dominating him. Mm-hmm. He's, it's just it's Draymond playing really good defense, right. standing still, and Jokic making him look like a sack of potatoes. Like uh, I, I feel like Jokic, uh, you know, it must have been part of his training growing right. up in Eastern Europe, where you you just throw the sack of potatoes on your shoulder and you run up a mountain. I think right. that's like one of the standards. Maybe that was in Rocky Five. I don't know. I, maybe I don't know. It's hard for me to remember. But uh, that's what he made him look like. He made him look like a statue. And then they called an N one on him, which was which was ridiculous. He can't do anything else. He's right. getting moved out of the way. Right. Uh, but yeah, his reaction was pretty volatile. I'm
0: surprised he didn't get tossed. Yeah. It'll be interesting. It'll I be mean, interesting. That
2: to me, that kind of leeway when when refs allow a player to get away with something like that is because. Deep inside, they're he like, you know he what? Was wrong. You know what? Maybe that wasn't a foul, right? You know, and that's and that's the refs giving them some time to. But
0: he also told him, "Get away from me, Zach." Zach walked Zachary away, said, and he walked away. Yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. Well, I'm, let's see, let's see what happens Friday. Uh, it it would be great to see what happens. It will.
2: It, 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 this this got to be like the first time the Clippers have faced an entire
0: healthy healthy squad on the Oh, here we go with the low-key low jabs. <laughs> if you don't Here we go with the low-key jab. You know, everybody acts like it's like it's our fault. You know what I mean? No, it's like it's, it's our it, it is what it is, it bro. Is what you it play is. you play who the fuck is in front of you. It's okay for me and to say And just for it. everybody to remember Yeah. The last time we played was the day the, the 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 Draymond beef with KD went down. Very exciting. The crumbling of the of the the Golden State Warriors. Yep. That night, when was that? that? Was that was a that was a, minute that was a while ago? ago. I, I, I think it was I in November. Think, yeah, I I mean, we're still going to win the game, which I'm really excited because I can't wait to beat the Warriors. Golden don't really State.
2: play very well in Los Angeles. I well, can tell you that much. The Lakers seem to have success even in the shittiest years of the Lakers. They would still beat the Warriors at home somehow. There's, I think, what happens is is the Warriors maybe they get in one day a little extra early. They go visit the sites. They see some the people. Wine. Have some wine, maybe some steak. Maybe some other things, right. and then they go like, you know what? It's the fucking Clippers the and the Lakers, and and the Lakers at that you know stage. What, Drew? Like, Stop throwing
0: low. I see. I I, I said hear, both. I put both. In I there. hear the low key jabs. You the low key shade you're throwing at me, though, doc.
2: Dude, I, I I'm I'm simply saying that the Warriors don't play well at Staples, I, which should give you some some nice thoughts about whatever, maybe winning bro. the game. I get
0: on, Let's get off of it. Yeah. I want to talk about somebody. I want to talk about Tony Parker. Yes. Tony Parker, who we don't talk about anymore because to- Tony Parker is in the twilight of his career. I hate seeing him in a Hornet it's jersey. A, it's weird. I hate seeing it. It's weird. I hate it, Drew. Yeah. I like, kind so of s- wish he would have retired I, before okay, he goes Okay, and we're, uh, we're going to talk about that. Yeah. He played his last game in San Antonio two nights ago. That was cool. Was super cool. Is uh, he retiring after this year? It's going to be. This is it, bro. You Come think? On. Yeah, dude. Because I thought he signed a two-year nah, deal this with This is going to be it, bro. Okay. Like this is, this is my call. I okay. don't. After this, like, they're going nowhere. Like... What come on dude. Like let's just give it up. He shouldn't have never he should have never left.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, the Spurs. I think the Spurs were forced into a difficult decision. Right? They were like, they need, they have these young point guards that have literally been backing Tony up for seventeen fucking years. Right, they got to play him. Patty Mills is like thirty four now. It's like Jesus Christ. Like, can how, I get some shine? can, I, can I start one game? <laughs> one game, Pop.
0: Yeah, can I get one game?
2: Like, <laughs> so, god damn. I, yeah. So I think it's a tough spot, you know. And I know, I know, Pop was was heartbroken. They're ba- they're
0: really good friends. Yeah. He has nothing but good things to, him, but things to say about him. But I got some things to say about Tony Parker. A in that game. Um, he was out of the game. Uh the the his teammates forced him and yeah. the crowd forced him to go back into the game, which yep. I thought was amazing. I had for real chills yeah. because of the respect and the the admiration and the love that San Antonio has for Tony and the things that he's did done, excuse me, for San Antonio. Um and I think Tony Parker looking back, dude, and I if you can name a more underrated point guard in the past twenty years than Tony Parker, I'd really like to hear it. Because the accolades this dude has, I'm going to read off some shit for you guys. Six time. All stars came into the NBA at 19, right? Six time. All star four time. NBA champ. Yeah. Four time. All NBA, uh, all rookie team in 2001. Oh, wow. six, oh seven finals MVP. That's first ballot hall of fame all day. Now, the, the, the finals MVP finals thing. MVP is that's huge. A, that's a big one, that's right? Seven, yeah. Drew and I'm not even bullshitting. You. you can look at me right now. I got chills saying this because this is exactly what we were. And I'm not comparing him to Kobe and LeBron at all. But you get nostalgic when players are done with the, you know you're done and you're out. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Tony Parker to me, I mean, dude, there was a st- stretch of six, seven, eight years where nobody scored more points in the paint. Than Tony Parker, one of the smallest dudes, on it was scoring more than than centers. Yeah, this dude didn't have a jump shot for a long mid range game all but, day. But he got it. Yeah, and he was a leader. He bought into the system. First ballot Hall of Fame. If you disagree with me, you do not know basketball. Uh, yeah i think he'll be hall of fame for sure and and, and I'm, again i'm being nostalgic saying that we're gonna miss players like tony parker sure and seeing him it was like i'm not it's it's like seeing your favorite player it's like seeing vince fucking carter in an atlanta hawks jersey or a sacramento kings jersey like come on bro you know i love what miami's doing with Dwayne wade you know let's get d Wade back here finish here where you started right if he does have the two-year deal tp Sign for the fucking minimum. Get him back in San Antonio. Train your new point guards. You know what I mean? I mean, he could just become a part of the coaching staff, I feel like, with a
2: drop of a hat. He could retire right now, mm -hmm. and Pop would open up a seat on the bench for him to sit in a suit and look pretty and speak French to everybody. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, man, it was – I I hate it. First, I hate him in a Charlotte Hornets jersey. I think he actually is bringing a significant value to that team that is made up of – Middling successful NBA veterans. No, no one on that team, as far as I can remember, has had any kind of real success in the NBA outside of him. You had Dwight on a, as a part of that team last year, who has reached the finals uh, before, but he's not, you know, the veteran leader that you know we all hoped that he would become, and that's pretty evident in the way that his career has turned out over the past couple of years. But I think his value to Charlotte is pretty substantial right now. However, I do not like Tony Parker. This really? is the part of me that is a Laker. Here comes fan. the
0: fucking fandom from you, bro. Fan I'm allowed, boy.
2: I'm allowed. I'm allowed to shed this to shed share it, to shed the light on this idea oh, of mine okay. because Tony Parker sucks. Oh, I, I love, seriously Drew. I, I let me get this out correctly because he is a fantastic player. I uh, I totally agree. First ballot Hall of Famer. He was unbelievable. He he deserved that Finals MVP award that he got, but he was the fucking French thorn, like it was wedged in between my rib cage. Every time the Lakers would come up against the San Antonio Spurs, the nemesis, the evil empire to our white knights of the of the Los Angeles Lakers. Whoa. Yeah, whoa, I know, I know. It, that's that's the level of hatred I had you for just the Spurs. Com-
0: you just compared Tony Parker to a French thorn in your side. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I,
2: I did I, That's
0: and that's the truth
2: and and the reason that I I don't like him so much is because he's so good right it's the same thing that happened with Tim Duncan I'm, it's still too new for me to be on the nostalgic side of the okay. Tony Parker thing because he's still in the fucking league and every time I see him I'm like god damn it how did you score so many points against Derek Fisher right. like I hated watching that and
0: against a lot of dudes not just Derek
2: but for me as a Laker fan mm-hmm. and it was in cru- crucial mom- moments where he made Derek Fisher look, look pretty silly sometimes mm-hmm. so um, I think Think what happens for me is that i need some i need some time okay i need him to retire huh. and because now i appreciate tim duncan more than i ever have in my life and he's been out of the league for like four years now so shouts to tony parker well deserved unbelievable uh applause in that in that arena for him you you got to think his jersey is going to be retired oh 100 yeah.
0: uh, that's not even a question they yeah. should just do that already yeah is timmy's up timmy's got to be up already I, I right his jersey his jersey got to be retired already. I, it should be up. i'm i'm pretty sure it is um Briefly, speaking of jerseys being up, because this was brought up in the Clipper uh, game when we played Detroit, but it was Blake's return, oh. uh, which we've all talked about this already. You know, Blake snubbed, yeah, uh, Balmer, which Just ran right out of the well, arena. I want to, I want to go to his defense. That is yeah. the same routine that he's been doing for nine years, running off, taking his last shot. Do I think he saw Balmer? Yes. Yes, yes, I do, one hundred percent, I do. Yep. Um, if I was Blake, would I? You know, I, I think Balmer was doing the right thing. And I think Blake, who is still bitter about the situation, even hearing his post-game conference and talking about it, I think we did him dirty, and we did. It, it, he was mm. lied to. He was lied You're right. Yeah. You're right, Drew. Yeah. They they did a fake jersey
2: raise, like, Blake Griffin, your number's going to be retired here. Right. And then six months later,
0: and well, traded him. Well, then Jerry West comes in. Uh, and we'll get on that in a second. But Blake showed nothing but love for the fans. You know, had a lot of good things to say uh he killed us that night which was great. My question to you though is in what Ralph Lawler brought and I'm going to say this too. Listen to this. This this sounds not Blakeish is Ralph was saying on the on the telecast that his first time uh announcing Blake in in Detroit last season when Blake was his first time the Clippers came to Detroit. Yes. That Blake blew Ralph off. Really? And Ralph was like and, Ralph, dude, you can blow off Balmer and blow off, like... Ralph has nothing to do with that decision-making. Ralph, he's, he said, I consider Blake Griffin a friend. Yeah. My wife considered him a friend, and he blew me off last year. I love Blake Griffin. I think... He said this. I think his jersey should be re- retired. He should be... We, or retired as a Clipper in Staples Center. Mm-hmm. He should be the first. Don't laugh. That's okay. I already knew that. <clears throat>
2: That's, I didn't bring it up. I'll let i let you bring it
0: up. Uh, Blake Griffin should be the first. And my question to you is, like, you know, do you think... Do you think Blake is deserving of having his jersey retired as a Clipper? Uh, What do you think? Because I have my own opinion.
2: Yeah, that's a tough one for me. I mean, what did he play? Nine nine seasons as a Clipper? And he was injured significantly for three of those years? No. His first year, he didn't play at all. Right. Uh, so that's a pretty significant. That injury. one is. Yes. Uh, and then throughout it's the
0: new, it's the new, that's how people do it now. Though. Yeah, like, that, yeah. That's, that's the, the new, new way. He the new... started a
2: trend. It's the red shirt year in the NBA. <laughs> right, right. They've introduced that into right. the NBA. Do I think Blake Griffin's numbers substantiate his Jersey retirement? Yes. Uh, the clearly the best years of the Clippers franchise happened while he was wearing the number 32. Mm-hmm. The problem I have with it is, is, is mostly do I, did he do enough to deserve something like that? Um, when it comes to Clipper players, I I can't see anyone else that would be more deserving of a jersey retirement than he. So I guess when it comes down to it, I I need I need your insight.
0: I well I think I think. I said this to my pops cuz I asked my dad that question cuz my dad's been around me the whole time and I've been a Blake fan my whole life. I'm still a Blake fan. I've uh, watching him grow. His beard looks fantastic. It looks great. He he's, looks like a I think
2: he's getting into the into some kind of, you know, beard treatment or something something It into, looks good.
0: It looks really good. He's just turned into a really good basketball player. Like his game changed, you know, he was above the rim watching, you know, when he came, uh, when the game with the game last week, the Clippers were always posting, you know, Blake's top five highlights, and I was lucky enough to be at like three of those games mm. and see him. Again, what, very nostalgic about, you know, first three year Blake, but he's turned into a really great basketball player. He can pass, he can shoot, rebound, he plays defense, he's doing really good. I think he'll Detroit. be an all star this year. The thing about Blake and why I think he should have his jersey retire for us, because he changed the culture, and this is exactly what I told Pops. I said Blake made it made it fun to be a clipper. Yeah. Chris Paul made it made us legit. You yes. know what I mean? Yeah, he solidified it. He Solidified it. He made us a contender. Yeah, yeah. Um and then the other pieces, you know what I mean? we just didn't I, I don't know what it was. It wasn't that we never had the talent. We always had the talent, but it was either injuries. Injuries was a lot of was it. Was most of it. Yeah. I mean, I remember Karan I mean Karam Butler was great for us, but I going into the playoffs a broken hand, and then Chris had this and Blake had this. And yeah the time ton- was always
2: at least someone missing. From your squad, right? There was there was that one year I think that you guys had everyone good to go, and that was the Warriors' year, I think. Uh, but it was we, Sterling, right? But it was Sterling.
0: It we was, went through the Sterling thing, exactly, and we beat the Warriors that exactly. year off straight adrenaline because we were so happy to get <laughs> fucking this racist son of a bitch out of our organization. Right? Um, there was always something with it, that. It was. That it was team. always something with yeah. us. And uh, to the Clippers' defense, once it, it's crazy. Look, hindsight's twenty twenty, Drew. Jerry West comes in, and you know Blake gets traded. Chris Paul gets traded. Uh, we make these really good draft picks. DeAndre gets DeAndre traded. DeAndre gets traded. We, I
2: guess it was free agency.
0: We, well, I think it's just uh, Jerry came in, and we wanted him, and he said, this is what we're going to have to do. you got to okay? listen to him. If you bring in him, you,
2: why are you bringing him in if you're not going to listen to the way that he runs stuff? So.
0: And uh, what did we get for Blake? We got Tobias Harris, a really good – maybe an all-star Tobias Harris. <laughs> yep. We're not going to get into that. No, on this episode. Uh Avery Bradley. We got Bobon. You know what I mean? I think we got the pick for Shea. That's what we got for I Shea. Think so. You look at our Chris Paul trade. We got rid of $200 million. We get a Montrez Harrell, who's just shocked the whole NBA. Yep. We got a Patrick Beverly. We got uh who's the other dudes we got? We yeah. got a, you ended up
2: getting uh, Decker and, and everything yeah. that, that rolled into <clears throat> right. other things that that happened. But for even
0: you. the just the Montrez and the Beverly, like right there, like I'm cool with that. Um, so I think <clears throat> in hindsight, and if you go back to our old episodes, yes, I was really upset. I was emotionally attached to Blake and to Chris because this was they it it, it made it so fun to be a Clipper fan.
2: Well, Lob City was was the, <sighs> the, the the hot ticket, right? It was the hot ticket, and it was the. I mean, as much as. Uh, I think, and I think you, you probably will agree with this, begrudgingly, Los Angeles is a Laker town.
0: Of course, it will always be.
2: But for those years, the Lakers were not very good, right. and you really did kind of, sw- the, you know, it, it swung very very. We were gently. beating you. Well, not that. You guys were definitely kicking our ass. Right. But just in general... Like as far as like fandom goes. You guys were really starting to get above us during those years yeah. and and deservingly so. It was it was it was Chris Paul on a pick and roll and there was gonna be a dunk somewhere. There was yeah. gonna be a crazy oop or a behind the back or a between the legs and a and it, it was gonna be a, a highlight real dunk. And it you was know what, my, m- the
0: most one of the most exciting teams maybe ever uh compiled. I agree. Yeah. And the, the year with like Barnes and Kenyon Martin and Reggie Evans and like just these savages, yep. bro. Like we were we were savages, but, you know, times have changed, and I think we have this new breed. I really think Shea is going to be something special. Um, I think it's just watching I, – I brought him up earlier, but watching Gallo play, the guy is so fucking good. Gallinari can score the ball. He is so good. He's smooth out there. Yeah, seeing Montrez and just – like, and Tobias, I think things are gonna turn up, and, and the way people are talking, I listen to sports radio every single day. I mean, either Kawhi or Kevin Durant's gonna be a fucking Clipper next year, bro. That's. Cool. That's you know, that that's is cool. what it is. Well, the measuring
2: uh, stick, the Warriors are gonna be there on Friday. That's that's the measuring <laughs> stick. The reason why I'm calling that is because everyone's everyone's trying to measure up. Oh. And nobody nobody can measure up. We right don't now. measure up
0: against against the Warriors. Nobody does. Right. Nobody does. But and, that's the stick. And, I mean, if you can do better than the Denver Nuggets can, then then good on you. Haven't they I mean, haven't they always they've been the stick for a while. It's right? been five years. Right. Yeah. So that's what it is. I want to bring something up because I think this is great, dude. This is a great backstory. But uh did you see Iman Shumpert, and Yusuf Nurkic the I other did, night.
2: I did. They Yus- got into it.
0: Okay. No, they didn't get into it. Uh, Shumpert got into it with him. Well, there was a back and forth. Uh, Nurkic was playing it off like it was no big deal. <laughs> so, Nurkic sets, if you don't know who Nurkic is, he's the star center on... Uh, on the Portland Trail Blazers, really talented kid. He's, he's playing his ass off yeah. right now. He's, he's he's that's the kind of guy I want on my team. He's a very Just, well. He's like a young top. Yes, kind of. Yeah, uh, maybe a little better. He's a little got more, he's got more than, skills. He's right. got more skills. So he sets a hard screen on Shumpert, and Shumpert was not feeling it. Did not like that at all. Got right up in his face, um, and they were talking about it and talking shit back and forth. Uh, he had to be taken away. Um, but after the game. He nice. waited for him by the locker room. That's right. And the media made a huge stink about this, right? Like yeah. a huge stink. And I love... I heard he tried to get into that locker room. No, so this is what happened. Uh, and he talked about it after the game. And he told the media, he's like, chill. Okay. He said, I wanted to have a... He thought that it was a really dirty play. And he's like, I, I'm, a vet, I'm a veteran. Like, I'm not going to... If I wanted to go into the locker room, I could have gone in the locker room. I waited outside. To talk to him to have a conversation uh, like men—that's what he said. Okay, said I wasn't going to swing on him. I wanted to have a conversation with him. It bugged him so much that he had to wait. I don't think that play seemed that dirty to me, unless yeah, but unless there was some shit going on before that we didn't see. I didn't watch the whole game. I I don't know. I only really saw bits and pieces of that game. So maybe there was something stemming, or maybe it was from a previous game, or maybe just you know, for whatever he took exception to it, and it wasn't you know, he he was and and Shump is a is a cool dude normally. Uh, but NBA security led him away, took him away from the locker room, and he was he went blatantly out and said, like, you know, I wasn't going to swing. I wanted to talk to him. Maybe, maybe that means he wanted to swing on him. Seems, I don't know, fucking seems that way. And then you know what Nurkic said? Nurkic said, "Yeah, like uh, I'm not worried about this guy. He's he's on. He's about to retire, anyways." Yep. But big league. Dude. Let me tell you, I fucking love Nurkic. I do bro. too. And let me tell you why you're going to love him even more right now. Bro. All right. So do my little research on Nurkic, right? This is why I wouldn't fuck with Nurkic. His father, yes, 6'9", 450 hundred and fifty pound Bosnian cop. Yes, There's, he's a legend. Who is a legend for allegedly beating twelve men at once? Yes, sir. In a in a fight. Yeah. In a in a. And did you, have you seen this man?
2: Oh, he's about as big as
0: a man of, as I've ever seen. <laughs> he's you know, like Andre the Giant. He is humongous. Yes. And do you know why Nurkic is even in the NBA? I know the story. Yeah, go ahead do and Do you tell. know this? I was really excited to tell you this story. I do. I know this
2: story. Go ahead, though. The
0: scouts were so enthralled with uh, Papa Nurkic on his size that they're just like, do you have any children? Like, yeah. Do you have any kids? It was
2: one guy. What? It was one dude who was who was a, a scout for Eastern European talent. Uh-huh. And he heard the legend of the fight. The fight. And he heard the size of the man. And literally... Called him or got in contact with him somehow and asked him, do you have children? Do you have any offspring that we could use? And then apparently, like I think Nurkic was like 12 or 13 yeah. at that time and then just started playing basketball. Never played ball. And and that's a crazy story. And that guy's his agent to this day. Oh, really? It's still his agent. Dude, as it should be. Cha-ching. I thought that shit was wild. Talk about hitting a lottery ticket, right? though, by the way. Right? Scouring Eastern Europe in hopes of a giant man who has <laughs> offspring. And it's like a fucking fairy tale, it
0: and it happened. It is. I thought that story was so wild because when I saw his pops, my eye, my my jaw dropped. Dude, bro, it's just uh, you, humans don't. They're not supposed to be that big. Six nine
2: four fifty. The 450 is real. That the, is it, wild, it's bro. A lot of, I, I, you could definitely, you could probably run away from this cop. He ain't chasing you down. But if you do try to, <laughs> if swing, he chases you it, down, bro, it's the a wrap. Fun, the funniest thing, yeah. If he's chasing you rat. down, you get a wheelchair. It's Wrap. Uh, because the, I think the funniest thing about it is that those 12 guys were like, "Dude, fuck this yeah, guy." Yeah, fuck this fat guy. I'm sorry. <laughs> like I know, I know 11 guys that are very good fighters, and I'd still be like, "Hold on
0: a second, guys. Like, look at this. Chill. Look at this guy. <laughs> what are, what is, what are, what are, we, what are we gonna gain out of this?" Do you think he just one by one just knocked everybody out? Just I like, feel like th- I feel like
2: he would knock them out one by one as the other eleven were <laughs> punching him, right? So you have eleven guys hitting you, and he's just like bong, <laughs> bong, and then it's like only nine guys are hitting him, eight, and and so on and so forth because he can. It's just like hitting a punching bag.
0: Google this man's father, and you guys will know what we're talking Papa about. Papa Nurkic. I love him even more. Yeah, uh, another player I love uh joe ingles uh the australian chris kringle joe ingles like my man drew coined him i did came out with a quote today i said he was my spirit animal he said i have a receding hairline he said i'm slow i don't have a six-pack but i will beat you one-on-one this dude has been jawing at every player that guards He's the best shit talker in the nba Love him you know kevin kevin garnett
2: has retired and he's left us yeah and here we are this diamond in the rough this Joe Ingalls who just talks shit to any and everybody that he comes across. And gets
0: buckets! I love Joe Ingalls. And we're, we're, uh, Clippers are playing Utah tonight, so we're gonna see more of him. Uh, did you see the charge on Zion? Did you see this poor, skinny man who had the biggest balls, uh, in Eastern United States yeah, that I, night?
2: I actually have been, we've been tracking that kid for a little while. Mm-hmm. He's, he's a, young he, well, I think he's like a junior or senior now on Syracuse. It was a Syracuse versus Duke game. In which Syracuse upset Duke. They won they that game. They did win that game, and that charge was kind of, you know, crucial. And
0: that Zion had thirty five.
2: Zion, Zion did obviously. Mm-hmm. Zion did what he did, and the, and the win was more again. Beheim and Shashevsky, they always kind of duel it out with each other because of the one three one zone. Nobody can fucking score against the one three one. Even though he zoned them that game, which and that is wild. and yep. that game was a high scoring game as far as Syracuse. They is weren't concerned. shooting well though.
0: Duke didn't shoot too well that game.
2: But I love I love my boy. Dude, what's his name? Micah debrovs Nebrovs Brus of Nuffs. That sounds about right. That's I think, his name. I think you sound I, I think
0: you said it right. Anyway,
2: dude, he this kid. You're right, has big balls.
0: Three inches taller, 100 pounds lighter than Zion. Took the charge damn near. He has whiplash. He is wearing a whiplash neck brace He's got now. got the neck brace, yeah. This, this dude's whole body was off the ground. It was. It was he was matrix.
2: Lifted. He was lifted off the ground.
0: And Zion, it was just like a fly on his shoulder. I thought it was ballsy, though, bro. I'm a, I'm stoked somebody did it. Very impressive. Very impressive. Hashtag tank for Zion. That's what's going on right now. <laughs> Interesting on uh, Rick Bucher's podcast, they had Chris Kamen former NBA. What uh, is Chris Klipper. Kamen doing these days? He's a mountain man. Just killing but Back antelope. in central Central Michigan? Just killing antelope. Back in his like old stomping grounds? Fireworks. You got to see this guy on 4th of July. This guy literally spends like $50,000. Did he go park. back to the Midwest? Yeah, he's back back in Michigan just yeah. shooting antelope and like fucking archery. I don't know what the yeah. hell this guy's so doing. it's
2: By the way, folks, I know that you've been hearing rumblings in, in the forest and you thought it might be Sasquatch. It's actually just Chris Kamen. It's just Chris Kamen. It's, he's back. That's what he, he's... That's, just, he's got a nice setup in the woods... Let the man live. He likes to skin rabbits for fun. He does. He actually does. He
0: really loves that I know. shit. But he was on Rick Bucher's podcast today and uh he was saying they were talking about tanking for Zion and he's like, Look, dude, and this made total sense to me. He said, I would never want to play for a team that wants to lose. He Chris Kamen said, said Yes. That? If your goal is to lose, then you are a fucking loser. You know, and that shouldn't happen in the NBA. Um, I get why, because I mean the next star is gonna be your ticket to you know, bigger and better opportunities in the NBA TV time, you know what I'm saying, endorsements, all that stuff. But uh, the tanking should stop. But the way the culture of the NBA is changing and the yeah. way the, the dynamic of the whole NBA thing is changing, tanking for star players is kind of like the thing you have to do. It's what you have to do. It's, it's the
2: way, like, so th- that's, that's, what, that's what the NBA is geared to do, right? You, they reward the shitty teams for being shitty by going here, make yourselves better. You get an advantage in the draft. Now there's been talk, as far as I can as far as I can remember, uh, somewhat recently about adjusting that system to where uh, instead of the worst team, it would be like the nine seed gets rewarded. So the team that finishes just outside the playoffs. Oh, that makes sense. That that could be the new look where you end up having. So you
0: have to be you have to play. Then
2: guess what? You need to be winning as many games as possible. Right. As many games as possible. Because so if you finish in the nine or the 10 seed, you could get that one. So, doing, okay, I get that. I like that. I think that's a better way of rewarding the middle of the pack teams uh-huh. that are competitive. Uh huh and then it stops people losing on purpose. Love that idea, Drew. I haven't even heard that shit. I may have just made that up. Did you really? I, it's possible that I made that this up. Is I like the I heard...
0: that needs, this is the third time we've said something that he needs to go to, the, to, the, to that's Adam a good, Silver. That's a good one. Um, I, listeners, please
2: let me know if I made that up or <laughs> if that's something that I did actually. You listen to a lot of podcasts, I listen Drew. to so much shit.
0: I, I don't even listen to music anymore. I know, me either. I'm tired of listening. I was. I have a knock on my door. Who is it? Yo, sorry, we had to take a break. My my neighbor just uh came to the door and just brought me a whole bunch of food. Some pasoles. It smells so good Doesn't in here, right it, now. I gave him it my happened so quickly. We I know I've told everybody that I got my new TV in the crib and I gave him my old TV and I said just make sure when mama cooks to bring me over some plates and I just got a full bag of some great Mexican grub right now. It smells good, it right? Smells
2: very good in here.
0: What were we talking about? We're the rules? talking
2: about my yeah, my uh Love that. My idea. Rule. So yeah, what, what I was getting at. Um before the delivery of food, which I am very much excited about, uh, was if I made that up then great, if not, um, please let me know who said that first. So that I can give credit to it, because I do. I take in a lot of information. Or let's just jack it and take full credit Oh, I mean, You know what? Fuck it. I'm, I'm taking Let, credit for it. Drew
0: said it. Yeah. That's what it is. We're putting our stamp That's on That's how you switch it from from no longer tanking. No. Okay. I love I love that idea. Speaking of uh, listening to other people's podcasts, is that what we do? And we, you know we fucks with Bill Simmons. He had a great question, and I want to ask you this question. Uh, so we are completely stealing this from the Bill Simmons podcast. Okay. <laughs> um, all rights are reserved to Bill Simmons. Yeah. All right, Bill. But this was the question he asked uh, Cousins. Who's the Washington Wizards fan that he... Uh, Howes. Him? Howes. Yeah, yeah. Him. Over, under, how many games... Oh, Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard. So I actually listened
2: to this. Okay. You listen. Because to this I, Yeah. I listen to everything. Okay. Forty nine and a half, I think, was, was the number bill? That, that he mentioned. Right. Forty nine and a half games over under for the rest of his career. Career will Dwight Howard play forty nine and a half games over under? Based on you know the reports that we have heard come out over the last several months, and the fact that he has not played a game in months, you know you got to go under here. You got to go under simply because who wants uh, Dwight Howard? A healthy Dwight Howard. There's a limited number of teams that actually want him on their team. And then if you go like a eighty 80 percent healthy Dwight Howard, that even makes that window even smaller. So even if he even if he can recover, what are you saying? I want to know what you under saying. it's under, under.
0: forty nine for the rest of his career. I'm with you.
2: I think it's under. I don't want it to be. You know, I think it's a shitty way for a, an unbelievable talent like he was. And I mean, yeah, we I don't guess, know I if guess he is. was. but we don't know if he is now. Right. Right. But but. I think that's you know that's a that's a fucked up way for him to depart the league because he was unbelievable man. So you got him under. I do. Unfortunately, um, I think I think he he's played the majority of his games. At
0: I this think point. he give I think he gives it one more shot. I think with somebody whether it's a bullshit Washington team or somebody picks him up, uh, but I think I'm with you on that. I think that's yeah. interesting.
2: I wouldn't be surprised if you see him on Brooklyn or something like that, where a team yeah. that could use a backup to Jared Allen, right? Goes, hey, Dwight, like, you want a league minimum? You don't want to be that guy. You want you a veterans want to...
0: minimum? Yeah. Come over here. Fuck that. Play 12 games. So under. I'm with that. I'm with that. Um, one last thing. We, we, we talked briefly on the last podcast about Enos Cantor decided to not travel to London with the Knicks because of, uh, he has a warrant out for his arrest over there. Um, due to the fact that his father has been accused of being a part of a, a terrorist group. Um, and then it came out this morning that there has been an international, like, they're trying to extradite, extradite, him. extradite him back to Turkey. They've, they've also Istanbul. accused him
2: They've accused him of being a part of that same
0: terrorist group. Right. Right. And, which is interesting. This thing has gotten really crazy. Right. And the fact that you can't hide because you're on the Knicks. Like, people are going to know where you're you at. Know, they know where you are. But there has to be some validity to um, them arresting you. Right. Now, I don't know Enos Cantor. I don't know his father. I don't know his upbringing. I don't know what kind of correlation he has i don't i'm not saying that he's not part of a terrorist group but enos has been very vocal Mm -hmm. um about not he said i haven't had anything but a parking ticket in the nothing uh, in the united states and
2: i think that's a loaded word especially in the united states the word terror and terrorist right It, it brings on so many implications here as opposed to i think elsewhere in the world not necessarily saying that anywhere else is is less uh less likely to have a, a terrorist incident or or that terrorists aren't around in the other parts of the world. But for for Americans, the perspective of a terrorist is very much like Al-Qaeda, yes. ISIS, yes. like that kind of shit. It, he's not a part of those. The terrorist aspect is only in reference to the president of Turkey. So the president of Turkey has labeled uh,
0: his opposing forces as terrorist groups, because they're against him, because they're and, against him, and Ennis has spoken out, correct, uh, against him, been correct. very vocal about him, Again, called him Hitler, dude,
2: right? And so, and so, what I the, I think the point that I'd like to make clear is that there is no connection to Enos Cantor and any actual terror, like nationwide terror groups or worldwide terror groups. It is, it has to do specifically with his, but isn't his father, with his opposition to the president? But isn't
0: his father in jail?
2: His father is in jail, has right. been in jail.
0: So, I mean, there, I, I want to, I want to look more into this and really see, yeah, uh, what, I mean, if Enos was hiding something, dude, uh, and I don't think he is, I think the more vocal he is, the more, uh, yeah. the more support he's going to get. Cause you can't just take this guy back to, to Turkey if It'll be no-
2: interesting. I I don't know what our uh, what our extradition laws are with Turkey in place because I can't recall any any time that that's had to happen at least in the national spotlight. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that there's several countries that do not we don't extradite uh, to or from uh, like Venezuela for instance is a is a country that you cannot be extradited from, mm-hmm. which I think is interesting. I don't. I think Turkey because of the whole Western European Union kind of agreement. Set in place after the Second World War, I think we have extradition back and forth. So it will be interesting to see. You're absolutely right. I think Turkey, uh, uh, the you know the the president or whoever has put out this indictment and and this um, request for extradition is going to have to prove that Inis kantor has been involved with some terrorist group while living in the United right, States, right in New York City. Yeah, like that's gonna be kind of difficult. Right. Like, what is he posting blogs at, right. like for the terror group? Right. Like, you know, that's gonna be a tough one to sell. I it's forcing me to read up on the, on Turkish yeah, politics. I, yeah,
0: I want to get more into that. Yeah. I really do. Yeah, but you know what I want to get into is this fucking pasoli that my neighbor. I can't. Stop. I don't even know what that My is. mouth is watering. It smells so good. This yeah. clipper game is about to be on. Uh, lastly. Thank you again, everybody, for participating. I mean, the screenshots we're getting of you guys listening to the podcast, we love it. Yes. We absolutely love it. We got a couple homies uh, that are tagging us in posts that they want to see us on, uh, uh, you know, see on our page. And we appreciate everybody that's supporting us and just being a part of this. We we really appreciate it. We got big things coming up with our boys, Soul Science yes. uh, and Adult Fresh. You know, shout out to Hard to Guard and and The Forest Lab and just everybody that is fucking with us. Drew's mom said something really cool, which was dope. <laughs> I wish she would I wish she would have brought this up about a month ago. Yeah. <clears throat> she said we should have gone out with Mary Clipsmiths and a happy Drew year. Cannot believe we fucked that up, bro. My mom is a genius. Mama, Mama
2: Miller. She's a genius. She's a fucking genius. Both my parents Excuse- made the pod. I didn't mean to. No, it's fine. It's not like she's never heard that make word. the pod, bro. No, no, but it's very rare that both. Papa bo- Miller always makes the it's pod. It's very
0: rare that both make the pod <laughs> in one pod. Shout out to Drew's parents, okay? The Millers. Keep the content coming for us, All right. but we are going to take them out with my boys from Memphis. 8 Ball and MJG. Oh, my. Featuring DJ Quick. Shout out to Los Angeles. It's Buck Bounce let this shit ride vibe out it's the follow through with clips and drew we're ghosts. matadors right horses what's the deal what's up with the nigga a ball up in this yeah for real historic hits nigga like ollie
3: fish rock the world Get freaked by a whole bunch of different little hot little girls. Speed it up and let a real nigga see what you got, little girl. Got a little dough, got something to blow. You want to get like that? Give me head in the bins. I love a chick that's up big
2: like that. Dirty, southern, greedy, bouncing through your city. 2,000 rocket
3: ship sitting on some chrome 20s. Chopping. Collar popping, platinum dropping, space saves forever means that we will not be stopping. A ball, MJG, DJ quick, collaboration across the nation, hitting licks. Shout it, me and my nigga, so official with it. Poetic pimping, ain't no plan when we step up in it like this. Go all out, nigga, don't be scared to bust. Futuristic, what you need to do is catch up with us. Bounce, bounce, man, get up on your feet and help me get it. Everybody up in here, let me. See ya bounce bounce If a nigga trippin' we gon' make them heaters. us Buck, buck Dine pieces Let me see you make that ass bounce bounce Man get up on your feet and help me get it Everybody up in here let me see ya Bounce bounce If a nigga trippin' we gon' make them heaters. us Buck Dying pieces let me see you make that ass before I keep buck with your gun, 1972 was the birth of a nigga with a verse. You can't fuck with the one. Nigga, take a foot out your mouth, put your ass on the couch. MJG, bringing a heap and quick drop this beat. I know they call it rap, but I'ma rock this beat. Bringing them all with doses of this. The nigga with the most of this. Coastal, coast to close to hit, but I wrote the shit. I broke the pen. Kept on smoking then, put it down on tape again. I got a Philip for gin Feel for now, and a feel for din. Take him my time to take it down. Shot for shot, you ain't got gun It's not the spot. I got a stack of hoes Another pack of nigga packing souls. Straight up, back them old nigga, you want platinum Gotta keep working the bitch. Don't stop. I've been relaxing, homes, a lot of niggas be claiming Pimp, and a whole lot of Pimpin' what a nigga be talking about. But when the bitch tell a nigga to spend the money, the motherfuckers still walking them out, taking them bone, giving the G, begging to please, talking about. here Take McKee, big trick. See, I was born to bill for this shit. MJG, equipped for this shit. Ain't no niggas ahead of my time. Fake ass niggas scared about rhyme.
2: Break a bitch shit, futuristic niggas take shit. Bounce, bounce, man. Get up on your feet and help me get it. Crum, crum, Everybody up in here,
3: let me see ya. Bounce, bounce. If a nigga trippin', we gon' make them heaters us. Buck. Nine buck, pieces, let me see you make that ass bounce, bounce Man. Get up on your feet and help me get it. Crum, crum, Everybody up in here, let me see ya. Bounce, bounce. If a nigga trippin', we gon' make them heaters.
1: Try. See me getting down with ballin' the locs in the, the bomb full of smoke, rap niggas ain't no joke. Show me to the front of the boards with an MP and piano chords. Getting back to my evil ways, lick him three times, he gon' pay. Side track, forgot your point, is a 10 at 4? Bet that, Hey, don't forget that. Get your feets up off my cheese, put your money in the pot, go squeeze. See the bright red dice just die, shoot a whole meal, I might just try. 18,000 with the jury on the floor, when I hit a lick, don't flex no more. Gammie yeah, scrambling, target get to out of the hood, number scavengers in the bed and ain't good. Show me where sunny at, Where's funny at, Holes with the Put that shit back in your pocket. I'll sniff that. I'm gonna put bud and a brew and some axe with a bra with some bug and a tool. Got sex. Sex uniforms all on my back. I was gonna chill too. They'd that. i me something else to make a rate. Give a nigga a minute. Let me clean the slate. No, I ain't had sex with your wife. No, I ain't made threats on your life. Bitch, help me get my mind off this shit with a ounce. I don't wanna see. I wanna feel you. Bounce,
3: bounce. man, Get up on your feet and help me get it. Uh, uh. Everybody up in here. Let me see ya. Bounce, bounce. If a nigga tripping, we gon' make them heat us. Buck, buck. Dying pieces. Let me that ass. Bounce, bounce, man! Get up on your feet and help me get it. everybody up in here! Let me see ya. Bounce, bounce, if a nigga tripping, we gon' make them heaters us. nine pieces. Let me see.